Strip Down Know Nothing podcast focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they're the worst or the best, from alcohol to yes, 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 we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. He's the official It's All Been Done, a bare naked ladies podcast employee of the month for March 2018. It's my co host, Evan. And he's sick with salmonella. <laughs> it's my co host, Saker. <laughs> God, I wish. I've never been sick with salmonella. It seems like so much fun. No. No? Have you been sick with salmonella? I haven't been sick with salmonella, but I've, I've had like stomach flus and stuff. My aunt, uh, whose name I was about to say, first and last name, um, she's not really my aunt. She was my dad's third cousin. Uh, do you know kibbe, the Lebanese dish? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, you can make raw kibbe or baked kibbe. I don't actually know. Oh, okay. Please describe it <laughs> for me. It's ground up beef and lamb and mm, all sorts yum, of... Yum, yum, yum. But uh, raw, I mean, you have to be very meticulous with the preparation, mm-hmm. obviously. And she made a big batch for a family gathering when she was very old and did not know what she was <laughs> doing anymore. And everyone ate it. Everybody got very, very sick with the salmonella. <laughs> They got their PhDs shortly after that. How oh, happy they were. Well, good for them. Yeah, and yeah, And now yeah. they work at McDaniels. Uh, McDaniels. McDaniels. I was, I was going to print out a certificate that said, uh, Very Good Ladies, it's all been on a Very Good Ladies podcast employee of the month, March 2018, Evan Dickin, but I forgot. So is me telling you about it enough? Yeah, yeah that's... That- I'm imagining it, uh-huh. and there it is. Thank you very much. <laughs> of course, of course. Hang that imagination up on your wall. Yeah. If I gave you a certificate of completion for this podcast, would you hang it on your wall? Yeah, sure. Why not? Has this been... I'll put it on my office by, by my uh, various other degrees. Where, would you? Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> I know we've talked about tattoos before, but when we are done with the last album, are we getting matching VNL tattoos to to represent our time on this podcast? Oh, uh, let's let's workshop that one a little bit. Okay, all right, let's workshop it. Okay, what would a tattoo be? What would our, what would our tattoos two t- tattoos be? Um, Steve. On I think we've already discussed this. We and did. It's, it's Tyler say, eating a hoagie. Tyler, I would be happy to get Tyler eating a hoagie on my butt. On your butt? Yes. Only on my butt. Oh, no. Where, where would you put I it? I think like a sh- back of the shoulder sort okay, of back deal. Of sh- back of shoulders sort of deal. So that, that, you get a lot more questions that way. This is funny because You're I'm like, also- oh, yeah. By the way, I did a five-year-long Bare Naked Ladies <laughs> podcast. <laughs> well, I've talked about getting- As if you could respect me any less. <laughs> I've talked about getting a uh, a tattoo of uh, of my band's logo, too, when, when we kind of finish up with that. Mm-hmm. So I'll just collect all my creative <laughs> endeavors on my shoulder. I'll just list them. You've gotten a Red Owls uh, tattoo. Yeah, my Red Owls tattoos. Red Owls tattoo. Hey, we never talked about this in the podcast. Oh boy, I read the Red Owls. Oh my God. That's, it's called the R-E-A-D Owls for me. <laughs> Good job, Saker. I liked it. I printed out a certificate for you, but it's, still, <laughs> you? it's in the mail right now. Let me think about it. Oh, not in the no, mail it's anymore. It's, it's literally in, my head. in the mail. It's coming Listeners, if you've read The Red Owls, just uh, send us an email and I'll send you a certificate. <laughs> send a, send a self addressed stamped envelope. envelope to Evan Dickin. Nope. 1784 <laughs> Lakeland Court. <laughs> How close was I? Should I bleep that? You were pretty close. Okay. Do I have to bleep it? I'll cut this. Yeah. I mean, it, someone could find where I live. Okay. It's not that hard. Could they? We live in the age of the internet, right? I suppose we do. Yeah, I mean, I've it's, never it's not hard to it. find people's addresses if you know anything about them. Have you ever looked up somebody's address who you didn't know? Yeah, tons of times. Really? I do it every day. <laughs> Stop. There's a house in your neighborhood that is selling right now. Cash only bids accepted. Yeah. That blows my Unconventional mind. financing only. <laughs> just so crazy. You got gold bullion? If you got an extra 200000 sitting around. You got a thousand. You can be my neighbor. 
I wouldn't mind it. That seems like fun. I got a nice house here, though. Put it all down. Take your house apart. Okay. Well, <laughs> we usually talk for much longer than this. I don't know. I think we talked for a really long time. It feels like forever since we started talking. Uh, am I recording? I am recording. Oh, Jesus. I'm gonna cut that. It's only been four minutes. Um, so no no guests this week, Ev. It's That's... just you and I, which um, some listeners have told me they prefer. And others say they hate. Well, here's here's nobody says they hate it. But here's the great conundrum, right? People, I like talking to my podcast heroes, and I think that's what pulls people into the podcast, right? Mm -hmm. But then some people think it's more fun and more natural when it's just you and I. They're like, I don't know who this person is. I don't care. So what do you think? Well, when we have guests on, we don't hold hands. So I don't, I really like holding hands. I like holding hands as well. Yeah, and touching feet. That's true. We're touching every bodily yeah. extremity. Yeah. We're just forming a swing. And occasionally, like when, when I don't have anything to say, I'll just lean over and give Saker like a little butterfly kiss on the cheek. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. If you ever hear me giggling, I need a podcast. That's Ev Boy. So we can't really do that. We have to be a little bit more professional when we have guests. I don't like Even that Even though they're as much. all on Skype, so yeah. we can easily do all the well, same can, things. You can, you can, you know. You, you know. <laughs> you, you ever been tell. on Skype with somebody giving butterfly kisses to some other, <laughs> some other buddy else? Yeah, that's... That's just not going to fly. You can tell. I mean, we've got big names on this podcast, people who would be scandalized. Barack Obama. Obama. Michigan J. <laughs> Bigfoot. <laughs> oh. Marvin the Martian of Looney Tunes fame. It's true. Several video game characters. You're pulling all your specifics. Wall Street <laughs> Journal article <laughs> editor, Jake McPherson Blige. <laughs> Mary J. Blige's husband. husband. McPherson Blige. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jake McPherson Blige. A dragon. <laughs> well, Ev, thanks for all those butterfly kisses. Let's get into talking about this week's tune. This week's song is called Never Is Enough, and if you've never heard it, here's a quick sample. Wake up suddenly and then Enroll at the local college Earn me a degree and I could work weekends If I work real hard Alright! Ev, what did you think? Never is enough. Boy, this song is fun. It's an Ed song through and through. Oh, like, yeah. It is 100% Ed. Like, I, even if Stephen Page had sung it and I'd... like. Having listened to enough bare naked ladies, I think I can tell their styles apart. But hearing like blink a ding a dong ding a dang ding, like that's an Ed song. Like he just like he has a different he brings a very different energy to a song than Stevie P does. Yes. Not saying there can't be a high energy Stevie P song. Box set comes to mind. Boom, 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 boom. That's a great one. I thought it was an Ed that's an Ed that's an Ed that's a Robertson Page joint, right? Though. Yeah, you might be right. So I think like Steve's songs, they can they can have an energy. Sure. But it's not a high energy. It's not excitement and that he brings to the table. Here's the deal. I wrote in my notes exactly to be expected as from uh, from Ed, right? But then I thought about it a little more, and I think a lot of Ed songs with some notable exemptions, like Am I the Only One and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Exceptions. Exemptions. Uh, you can exempt exceptions. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think most of them have a very positive energy to them. This one is a negative song. Did yeah. you agree? Well, uh, yeah. It, for me, it was a song about like unexamined privilege. Yes, I wrote that down as well. This song is all about privilege. Yeah. So this 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 narrator, right? Right. We're getting like a a Stephen Page level shitty narrator, except he's not being mean to any particular pe- person. Like this guy, 
lives basically a privileged life, it seems like. Yes, and he's just sort of, yeah, bored with it, or... or he, yeah, he's like, I don't have to work your fucking blue-collar, regular Joe jobs. I can go to Europe and spend a thousand Deutschmarks on a backpack. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, fuck you and your fucking trees. A thousand Deutschmarks were to get drunk in a pub with some Australians. The, Buy a giant backpack. <laughs> put a flag on the back. There was no comma after that. <laughs> oh, I see. So it was included. I see. He bought the backpack from the Australians. I could go to Europe, travel with my friends. I could blow a thousand Deutschmarks to get drunk in a pub with some Australians. Buy a giant backpack. So a flag on the back. Not only is he like he's openly deriding that sort of like lifestyle like hey yeah you go get educated and go get a fucking job it's not going to do anything for you dipshit right, like, right. that that's rough that's a rough tack to take it just it just reads like you know some fucking 18 year old who's like wintering in moscow or right. something yeah i agree so so here's a short list of things that ed is unwilling to do go to college what am i to wake up suddenly and then Enroll at the local college, earn me a degree, and I could work weekends. Okay, already privilege, right? Although he really harps on higher education in this song. Yeah. He talks about how, you know, he doesn't have to go to college. Also, he shits on people who have their PhD. Right. He says that they were. I feel personally attacked by a lot of this song. <laughs> you get your PhD, how happy you will be when you get a job at Wendy's and are honored with employee of the month. You don't have your PhD. I stopped just short of it. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Why? Because I realized there wasn't a lot of job prospects as the government guts public education. You would have priced yourself out for the PhD or what? No, I just wouldn't have. I mean, the jobs for Asianists are very rare, mm -hmm. um, especially like in our, because, you know, they're like park ranger jobs. Like the people who get them are really into them and keep them forever. Right. right? right. So somebody has to die for basically to get. So I, basically I, everyone I graduated with my cohort are now like adjuncts essentially. Right. So they're, basically academic serfs right. like they're just doing right. grunt work and being like they're like sharecropping intelligentsia like it's yeah. not not a great life and <laughs> sure. i don't want to shit on anything like they they like they're really smart people and they deserve fucking jobs right. it's just there aren't jobs for you especially you know modern day where you're cutting you know public funds to universities are getting cut and they can't afford to hire a full-time prof so they're just you know it's throwing an adjunct throwing another adjunct so i think honestly of my cohort probably of my like 12 people in my cohort my graduating cohort only two or three of them actually have teaching jobs. Everyone wow. else either is an adjunct, barely scraping by, or left academia and is now working, you know. At Wendy's. No, no. I mean, I left academia and I'm working back in academia, but as an administrator and making a lot more money doing it. And then right. other friends are doing very similar things. Like a couple of them sell insurance and, you know, these are some of the smartest fucking people I know. And they're yeah. out selling insurance. Like just wasted potential. Why can't we have Star Trek? <laughs> Everyone just wants Star Trek. Star Trek. Trek. Um, yeah, this is, he's really the early Kanye in this song. Ed is really, <laughs> that's, I, I think that that's true. He's got a problem with fucking college. Uh, he doesn't have to cut your goddamn lawn. Right. If I work real hard, I can mow your backyard. Ed doesn't feel like it's uh, appropriate or, or good. He doesn't have to go to Europe and have a weird drunken experience. I can go to Europe, travel with my friends. I could blow a thousand Deutschmarks to get drunk in a pub with some Australians. Buy a giant backpack. So a flag on the back. 
is so out of place. Well, he well the thing is like he he's saying he ha- not that he's unwilling to, but that he doesn't have to. Well, he's saying well I I read it a little bit differently. Like he's saying um I've never done this, I've never done that, never is enough, never is enough, I've never done that. But he's saying instead of never there, it's like the the fundamental the only thing where he says I can go to Europe and travel with my friends. I can blow a thousand Deutschmarks to get drunk in a pub. So he's talking about stuff he was actually capable of doing. He's just not doing it. So well, I, I that for me that read very rich. Uh, he's like a very rich person. Like he, everything else said he never. I never had to spend my summer planting trees. I never had to make my way through a forest inch by inch. That's so the third verse. The first right. verse is, uh, what am I to wake up suddenly and then enroll at the Larko College, earn me a degree, and I could work weekends. If I work real hard, I can mow your backyard. So that's another can. I could. If I work yeah. real hard, I could do it. I could. I could go to Europe. I could work. Yeah. So I was backyard. just. Uh, I mean, I felt like that. That came into like. What am I gonna wake up and just go to fucking college? Where I don't need to, You're sort right. of thing. The first and then one's he's very negative. and then he was like, because I can afford to do all this other shit. So, sure. So the narrator came out to me as not only privileged but also like rich. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, uh but yeah, the the rest, a lot of these are shitty, meaningless experiences. They're things that you do to move forward, right? Mm-hmm. You cut the lawn to earn money to do something else. You go to college so that you can have a job, right? Mm-hmm. This one is just is fun. So it seems weird that it's in this list of like shit that you have to do to get forward in life. And then he's like, oh yeah, I could what? Go to Europe? <laughs> like, uh, you could, I guess. I don't know. Wait, was it? Did you think it was a weird out of place? No, because again, like I read it like everything else he's saying, I don't have to do this shit. But right. He's like, I don't have to do this shit because I can just go to Europe and spend a thousand dollars and get drunk with Australians and buy a big backpack and put a fucking flag on the back. I like, see. I don't have to do any of this fucking oh, mundane, banal shit that you dipshits, you know, like all my high... Everyone else who graduated from high school because I was homeschooled. Let me say one word to you. Bacon. Blow. <laughs> Wolf of Wall what Street. What do you think? <laughs> Great. Perfect. No, I think that word blow. I can blow a thousand Deutschmarks. I feel like he's looking down on the experience. Like if he would have said like, I could spend a thousand Deutschmarks. But the fact he's saying I could blow a thousand Deutschmarks makes it feel like a negative experience to me in my mind. For like. Me- uh, yes and no a blow means for me the blow was dismissive like i have so much oh, money i, got, I can oh, blow sure. a thousand deutschmarks it's not even fucking dent in, in sure my... sure yeah and then and then the other stuff that you mentioned below uh work in retail mm-hmm. no thank you i yeah. prefer not to never spend a single day in retail telling people what they want to hear telling people anything to make a sale I mean, retail is one of the shittiest jobs. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I've never worked retail, but I know. I have, and it's horrible. Where did you work retail? I worked, I, well, at, at a garden center. Okay. So I sold Christmas trees. Oh, boy. Yeah, it was one of the worst jobs of my life. Really? Why was it so it's bad? It's retail, so you're dealing with shitty people. Yeah. But you're also out in the fuck outside. Yeah. So you're selling sucks. shit, and you have to unload all the fucking trees. So like a flatbed, not a flatbed, but like a semi-truck will pull up with a thousand Christmas trees in it, and you have to just hoof them out into the so you're exhausted and you got to make them all pretty and the people come in they want to bargain with you and i'm like fuck i don't give a shit that sucks and your boss says well you have to sell them for a certain amount and yeah it was just a rough job yeah my hardest job (laughs) my hardest job was at a call center that was oh really that was fucking horrible i've never had a hard job in my life i'm so privileged (laughs) you're lucky (laughs) i i hey i could go blow a thousand deutsche marks if i wanted call center work is the worst Why was call center so bad? I was I worked as an escalation specialist. So, Ooh, so you got angry only got, people. Yeah, everyone who picked up the phone was already angry at me. Jesus, that yeah, sucks. I had, some, I had some rough customers. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Uh, what? Well, tell me about the worst customer you ever had. Uh, I picked up the phone. The guy uh-huh. said, "What's your name?" <laughs> Little boy. I, I, I already told you my name, but okay, here we go again. Are you married? Yeah, married. What? Do you have a wife? I have a partner. Okay, well, I want you to go home and tell your partner that you killed a man today. <laughs> what? 
he had overdrawn his credit card and couldn't afford his insurance uh, his uh, insulin oh. so he was like i'm gonna die because you guys won't pay and that's it's a systemic issue right insulin oh, sure. should be free yeah like absolutely. anything you need to live should be free but you know like what the fuck am i gonna do what did you do i'm sorry i can't I <laughs> you can't. kill the man i, I did I, you go home and tell your partner no well, yeah, i did i didn't tell him proudly <laughs> but like uh you know it's just it's just a rough situation because i i like i literally can't at the, at the time, like, the, the computer won't let you... You can yeah. only, like... Override. W- yeah, override stuff, and it won't let you override. So there's literally nothing I can do. I mean, I sent him to a manager. Like, that's... Jesus Christ. And it's like the... um, You know that scene in The Incredibles? Where, You're going to have to be more where specific. Mr., where Mr. Incredible is working, like, a desk job, yeah. and there's, like, an old lady who, like, is having trouble <laughs> yes. and shit like that and needs help navigating the system. And he's like, okay, do this, do X, Y, yeah. and Z, and go this. When you actually do that for people, they get angry at you. <laughs> really? Yeah, because, like, someone will call, and you're like, okay, well, what you what you need to do to get this fee refunded is send a letter, but not today. Send it tomorrow because the <laughs> fee schedule is changing and say these five things. And uh-huh. they're like, why the fuck do I need to send a letter? Why can't you just do this for me right now? I'm right. like, well, that's not how the system works. Let me tell you how to do it. <laughs> I'm telling you exactly how to get what you want well fuck you like i want you to do it for me right now i'm yeah. like i'm sorry i can't and then yeah then you get another manager call because they want to complain about you Christ. so yeah it just doesn't work like that i thought i was being helpful but i wasn't wow i was just pissing someone off the evan dickens story yep <laughs> i thought i was being helpful <laughs> carve that on my fucking tombstone <laughs> thought i was being helpful mine is pales in comparison when i started one time i sparkle market one time i packed a sandwich and i forgot to put a lattice on it so my lunch wasn't as good oh but you were working at sparkle no that was the hardest job i ever had one time i packed a sandwich and i forgot to put you worked at sparkle on market i worked at sparkle market Mm -hmm. not on market okay on raccoon road oh Uh, raccoon road i remember uh, remember raccoon uh, road uh yeah when i started working there i got paid 515 minimum wage baby Mm -hmm. And then when I ended working there three years later, I got paid five forty. I got a whole quarter raise. And Ooh. I remember talking to people before I quit, and I was like, "Yeah, man, I got up to five forty here." And they were like, "I got hired at six seventy five. I was like, "Cool, <laughs> three years." It's a great job, though. I love. I liked every job that I've ever done. Well, uh, I feel bad now. Great. I can blow I a thousand Deutschmarks Deutsch getting drunk with some Australians. And if you have the opportunity to get drunk with Australians, take it. Have they you are gotten a lot of fun. Oh, hell yeah. In Japan. Yeah. Oh. A bunch of times. Japan, a lot of Australian tourists. What in makes Japan. them more fun? I don't know. They're just uh, jovial. Like, I, sure. I've often found, like, and this isn't in my travels, so this is just based on a small sample size, but like Brits, Australians, like Irish, mm-hmm. Scottish, like. English speakers who aren't from America are a lot more sort of open and jovial. And it might be just because they have a different pub culture than we do. Mm -hmm. But, like, they'll strike up a conversation. They'll be super friendly and stuff like that where Americans don't necessarily do that as much. Right. In my experience. Yeah. So I've I've often found that to be a lot of fun. Let's get to the final thing on this list. Yeah. I've never had to spend a summer doubled over hand on my hands and knees planting trees. Fuck the environment. I never had to spend a summer planting trees. I never worked my way through forest inch by inch, doubled over on my hands and knees. Never spe- what, who? All the other things, again, are things that people have to do. Who, who is has to do this? Who is... I don't understand this line at all. Well, do I mean, you? You could work at like a tree farm or something or <laughs> like work, work for a uh, um, forestry service or things like that. I feel like that might be more prominent in Canada where they, they take, they take a little bit better care of the environment. I'm yes. not saying they're good, like yeah. fucking tar sands and shit like that. Sorry? Oh, they they are also oil hungry so oh, they, oh, oh. they um trample over first nations rights sure so they've got their own issues like they're not often can't canadians are held up as sort of like this uh you know 
aspirational that. thing. Yeah. And, they, and granted, they are doing far better than we are. Right. But right. Uh, you know, they're not they're not as squeaky clean as it's made out to be. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I thought this whole song. I, I think you're right. That list of things that he's unwilling to do is very privileged. It's very. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is sort of a. It's a very cynical song for Ed. Yeah, it it's is. A lot, it's a lot different than I don't know. Gibberish. Which yeah. sometimes of the songs is like sure. nonsense yeah. or like I know it sounds yeah. a lot different from this song. Yeah, I think this is his first, and even uh, "Am I the Only One?" isn't isn't uh, or must uh, have been negative or, or same thing. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, they, those are those are realistic. They're sad, mm-hmm. maybe, but mm-hmm. not negative about mm-hmm. the world around them. Um, yeah, this one is just like, uh, hey man, if you're rich, fuck the blue collar. Is <laughs> like I don't know. This is a weird one, and I'm. He doesn't. He's not taking a strong stance as a character here either, which makes me think that this might just be like legitimate opinions that he holds. Even though I don't think he's rich, Uh, I don't think so. But like, there's no, there's no sarcasm in this song. There's no characterization of mm -hmm. a character. So I'm wondering, is he just speaking from an experience that he has? Well, I mean, he when they say when you get a job at Wendy's and an employee of the month. Like and on the track notes, he's, he worked at Wendy's. He right? was employee of yeah, the month. Like 1986, July, 1985 okay. at Wendy's. So, so I mean, I, he's had these experiences, right? In theory. So, so in that's practice. what I'm saying is, yeah. is, is that maybe this song is straight Ed and is not a character. I mean, I, I don't want to think so. Cause I think Ed is a good person, but I think it's, well, I mean, to be fair, these like jobs he's referring to, like working at Wendy's, working mm-hmm. like planting trees, doing all this shit. Yeah, you should never have to do these. They're not good jobs. Yeah. Like, ideally, in well, a somebody's per- got in a perfect world, machines would do them, right? And we'd be left to sort of explore our own, you know. Yes, in a talents. utopian. I mean, yeah. you're skipping a lot of steps there, sure. Right, right, right. But, but automation isn't I mean, always great. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, automation is great if you use it to reduce reduce work instead of forcing people who formerly did those jobs not to have jobs sure, anymore absolutely. so like if you have like a yeah i don't know about basic income but maybe you yeah know, that sounds yeah. nice oh sure absolutely but uh yeah but there's i mean the thing is even even in the federation there's always a, t- a hierarchy of talent right <laughs> we're back to star trek well i mean i'm just that's like the utopian that's like a sure. model utopian society in theory right you know everybody there's enough for everybody and everybody can do what they want and i feel like i should watch a season of star trek to at least understand what the fuck you're it. talking about but, i mean but there's always going to be a hierarchy of talent like uh-huh. drive etc like you know it's like self-publishing right mm-hmm. a lot of, everyone self like there are millions of self-publishers okay. out there like not millions but probably hundreds or tens of tens of hundreds of thousands of self-publishers <laughs> but like most of them are, don't ever amount to anything right sure. and then some of them like hustle and like work their ass off and you know get to whatever level they're able to do but if they're still if you're still not talented or if right. you're still not like you know, there's a lot of things that go into this or lucky for the most part, like sure. you're still going to get fucked over. Like, so a lot of people can produce content. It's just like we, for instance, right. our fine little Bare Naked Ladies podcast. No guarantee like, of quality. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. We're not like I'm a bim bam or anything. <laughs> right. Sure. 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 Um, yeah. I don't know. I, uh, I, but, but yeah, it's, it's more negative. Like, and, and not just that, but then I think like the world's your oyster shell What's that funny smell? The world's your oyster shell. So what's that funny smell? You eat the Bible anyway. You're sick with salmonella. I think now that was just fucking gibberish. Well, like that I was Ed's. That was that was like a um, one week. So a stomach it, it versus almost, heart. It was almost spoken word. That yeah. like that. And I I I wrote down that Saker likes this probably. Like uh, where he just like goes into like. You ready? Like a little I beatbox. Think, I think I hate the bridge. <gasps> Is what I wrote in my notes, oh, and we'll talk about that. But let me, because okay. uh, I think I'm, I I hated a lot of it musically, not lyrically. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, 
the world's. I, I think there's more meaning to the world's the oyster shell. What's that funny smell? Because like the world's your oyster shell. Obviously, we're saying like you know the world. You know the world's your oyster. Like you can go out and do anything, right? But well, it's then, not your oyster. It's your oyster shell, which is categorically the worst part of the oyster. Oh shit! I didn't think about that. You're right. Like, yeah, the world sucks. Yeah. Never mind. Okay. Because, yeah, I was thinking that, you know, the world is yours, but it stinks. It's fishy. Well, like, the world's your oysters. The, the shell is the worst part of the oyster, unless you're an oyster. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right? you're right. That's okay. what keeps you safe. <laughs> like, but for, for us, who are eating them, yeah. Sure. I feel like he was saying, like, do do the things that make you comfortable and familiar. Don't explore outside of the world, which could could fall into that oyster shell home sort mm-hmm. of thing as well. But, uh, I mean, yeah, we've got just negative shit. I don't know. Do you think when they say... And if you step outside, if you eat the Bible anyway, you'll get sick with salmonella. Sick with sal... Salmonella. Salmonella. No, he puts that... Salmonella. (laughs) He puts like a goofy fucking like silly voice on it. That's Ed. Ed does the silly voices sometimes. It was so... There's so much weird with that. He like the voices. That voice. He he has a weird sassy way of saying salmonella. Bivalve is a fucking weird word to put in this bridge. What would you have replaced it with? Uh, you eat the shellfish anyway, you're sick with salmonella. <laughs> I don't know. Because people know what a shellfish is. You eat the mollusk anyway. I knew what a bivalve the... was. Did you? Yeah. No, I didn't. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. All I have to do is stare at you for long enough. Wait, no, I can't tell if you're being real or not. You did, you did know what it was. No, I had no idea. Okay. Of course I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. Why would I? Why would anyone know what a bivalve is? <laughs> Thank you. Ed has a, a, a thesaurus open in front of him as he's writing here, right? I did know what the bivalve was. God damn it, Ev. you got to be serious with me. Uh, I just thought it was a weird word. It confuses. When I was... When I was young, <laughs> I looked at me and said, um, I used to think it was, I, I eat the Bible anyway, <laughs> which is very confusing, but I never questioned it. Well, that makes sense in the context of uh, you anyway. things you never have to do. I, uh, for some reason, in my, in my younger brain, it was you eat the Bible, meaning like you eat the whole thing. Yeah. You eat the Bible. Like, yeah. <laughs> you eat the entirety. Although, in the song's defense, like the, as usual, the chorus is tight, as always. Oh, man. It's so good. Yeah. Yes. Like... You know, you can't you can't do much better than a BNL chorus. Yeah. Think never is enough. Yeah, never is enough. I never wanna do that stuff. Think never is enough. Yeah, never is enough. You never have to do that stuff. Yeah. Wait, seriously, I I say this as someone who is hot and who runs hot and cold on them. But <laughs> gosh, their choruses are popping off. Oh. And geez. Jeebus, so if we can talk about the music for a second. Sure. Well, let me let me oh, talk about okay. the chorus real quick because that that they do a great job on it. I love that chorus. And then at the end, they uh, he goes, "I think never is enough," and the rest of the band starts responding at the end with, "Yeah, never is." Like that's so good. How the chorus uh-huh. evolves over the course of the song too. That was great. I think never is enough. Yeah, never is enough. Never wanna do that stuff. I think never is enough. Yeah, never is enough. You never have to do that stuff. Sorry, uh, yeah, let's talk about the uh, the musicality of it. Go ahead. So, yeah, the uh, well, there was that, those 90s record scratches. Yes, the turntablism in the background and the breakdown by Colin Alexander of the band Soka oh, Vibes. Oh, your cousin. My cousin, Colin. That is correct. <laughs> Yes. 
Uh, Soka vibes, I could find no information on whatsoever. They probably don't exist anymore. But they probably never existed. They may not have. Uh, I had to dig even to find out what band Colin Alexander oh. was a part of. But um, yeah, I that part was so fucking great. It is so 90s. <laughs> I feel it's like, like it's aged well. It's like mbop. Yeah, a little bit. Did you feel like it's aged well? I don't think rec- record scratching. I mean, record scratching dates a piece in a in a way that is undeniably '90s. That's true. Like you will never hear it in a like you'll hear it in a little bit of like turntable mixing like DJ shit nowadays. Mm-hmm. But like that's the point of the thing though. Like it's never just shows up in the background mix. And it was. It, and I could be wrong. I don't listen to it. No, you're of, right because I I think that. Uh, even by 1990, what did this come out? Four, five, six. Mm-hmm. I think they were they were even five years late because it's like an <laughs> '80s thing, right? Whenever you put a, yeah. a turntable scratch in something, it, it it dates it as very '80s. Well, I mean, like Beck was still using turntable scratches and shit. I think he was using two turntables. <sighs> I feel like he had another implement too, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I feel like it's right in front of my face, but I just, just tip of my tongue. <laughs> Uh, have you ever heard the MC Honky song, Four no. Turntables and Two Microphones? <laughs> it's a great song. Um, but uh, Kevin Hearn's keyboard stylings, <sighs> they, they basically made this song for me. Yes. Like, just a bit of electronic music. Oh, my gosh. Just And he, he switches from switches through a couple, like, it goes from, like, synth to, like, a little bit of, like, a, a, a more electronic sound oh, a couple times during the piece. Yeah. Mm, I love it. that. I love that. Yeah, at the beginning, it's, it's beautiful. And then... Um, the 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 in the beginning of verse two he's got little keyboard drop-ins where yeah. he's kind of doing an andy like sort the, of it's like yeah it's just like a little electronica that sort of reminded me of one of my favorite albums wolf raids apologies to the queen mary like they they like mixing rock with sort of like a, a synth and everyone was doing it like mm. I'm, not, I'm not just calling out wolf ray but they, i think like wolf ray did it one of the best ways yeah yeah there are a couple places where i questioned kev which i'm not How usually in the position to question kev. dare you <laughs> But I am a- ending this line of discussion right now. <laughs> okay, never mind. I'm, I'm not done. participating in any Kevin bashing. Not okay. now, not ever. <laughs> That's that is fair. Um, but right. hypothetically, if you were to say something mean about Kevin, if what would I it be? If I were, there might be two things. Uh, I there thought the section, the section post-chorus with the little Casio noises. I thought that was real weird. <laughs> Um, which you may not even remember, but then there's in the, in the, again, the bridge, I think the bridge is just a misstep in general, Mm -hmm. but the bridge rises and rises. Like you get your PSG, how happy you will be. And the the keyboard's going, "Er, er, 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 er." and it never leads anywhere. It never does anything. It's the build, 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 fall off a cliff. It's like, like it's like when you're playing keyboard in a band and you don't really, you, you're not you're not like comfortable with them yet and yeah you're just kind of like <laughs> you're just like playing you're like oh this is in this key signature and this is like this this key so you're like g chord g diminished like yes. you're just like following the chord progression yes yeah because it, it, it sounds okay it does it's just again on the 50th listen as always yes. i'm like why doesn't this resolve it doesn't do anything <laughs> with this build Beep. Yeah, it was uh you your PhD, how happy you will be when you get a job at Wendy's and are honored with some boy of the month. So that was the only two, but beyond that, man, it's just it's a good yeah. classic BNL. After the turntablism, there's this yeah. classic BNL strumming that they got oh, going. Yeah. I mean this is a this is a solid track eight. Yeah. But you know what? Again, stunt 
very few duds on it. This could have been a track two on a different album. Had this been a track two on a maybe, maybe you, you should, should drive, drive, this would have been the standout hit. A track two on maybe you should was Dr- Jane, wasn't it? You want to replace Jane with N- Never Is Enough? Never with McGruff, <laughs> the crime dog. Uh, let's see. Track two on Maybe You Should Drive was Intermittently. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Jane yeah. was track one. Yeah, yeah this would have fucking killed. That, would really, that was an okay song, but this was a better song than yeah. Intermittently. Like, I, I just feel like, I mean, even on Born on a Pirate Ship, the beginning of that album is not uh, Straw Hat and Older Yeah, Yank, Straw Hat But, like, Stomach hard... versus Heart, I know, like... The anything could be like this strong song and they buried it i feel like this is album. a pretty strong ed song so i feel like you could replace any ed song backwards with this song and probably come out a little bit sure. ahead like, or hate to say it forwards i mean this I album know. is so strong i know that you don't know but like you put it on a later i don't <laughs> know why you put this on a uh a silver ball on a silver ball fuck you this this would be the winner of the album well we'll see when we get there won't we yes we certainly will see when we get there um it does this thing that i don't like mm-hmm. but it's like so it's, it's signature like this wor- only thing i can call it is like word piling okay <laughs> where he like talks really fast it's the, the second line if you like i can go to europe and travel with my friends sure like he sort of like crams more words into a line than should be like I should be go there to europe travel with my friends what is he? Where is it? I'm trying to remember. We'll have to listen to it. Okay. Oh, I could blow a thousand Deutschmarks to get drunk in a pub. Did you see yeah. that? Like, right? Deutschmarks. Yeah. <laughs> I could blow a thousand Deutschmarks. Deutschmarks. Yeah. Yeah. So he he does that frequently, and it's sort of like a like a little verbal tick that like like I recognize now, and it like I notice it, and, yeah. and every time it happens, it like makes me like do the like musical equivalent of like a flinch. Yeah. And this again, this is not a bad minor. Like, he is a he is a great songwriter, and I am poking. I'm like picking at literal nits. I bet that literal the nation... literal nits. <laughs> That's upsetting. Literal nits, sacred. <laughs> Those are like gnats. Um, I bet that they great continent i was about to say country and i pivoted halfway through the great continent of europe changed deutschmarks to euros because it makes that line flow better mm. right i could blow a thousand euros like deutschmarks it's not as, as staccato as deutschmarks yeah. uh do you think that europe changed it yeah, for <laughs> almost certainly and i bet if i bet ed changes it in the songs too, i bet he does it. nowadays because yeah. deutschmarks don't exist anymore right Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Germ- Germany is like the, holding up the European Union. Yeah. Right. They're the they're the flagship country. Yes, I agree with that. That Germany should be leading Europe. <laughs> Germany is the flagship country of the European Union. I know oh, okay. a, a lot about politics and well, economy. It's difficult for them because the uh, they can't. There's no trade differential now. So, right. So as the Deutsch normally, what would happen is if like say the Deutschmark gets strong and like the lira is weak. Yeah. Like a lot of people would flock to like Italian goods because you could buy more and more and more Italian goods. Um, yeah. At cheaper. Sure. And um, but what happens is since they're both on the euro, if Italian like production gets weak right there's no like the euro doesn't get weaker germany just gets oh, more and more shit so it's interesting a, it's a it's a difficult situation and i mean much smarter economists than my like npr listening <laughs> like amateur dumb dumb stuff yeah i've been thinking about this for a long time so hopefully they'll come up with something because i want everyone to be doing well wouldn't that be nice wouldn't it be nice wouldn't it be nice um i never you know what but he is right you should never have to do that stuff you shouldn't ever have to do that stuff you should never have to go to europe (laughs) with australians um 
there's uh, we talked about Ed being credited as employee of the month July 1985 at Wendy's in our notes, but mm-hmm. Steve <gasps> is credited as Fat Drums Guy. <laughs> With a PH. With a PH and a Z on drums. Yeah, that's a that's PHAT is also another nineties pretty hot and tempting. Is it? I thought that's what fat stood for. I don't know. Oh. Um what the fuck does this mean? Here's my air can I give you my supposition? I was gonna say, what could it mean? (laughs) I think my supposition is that they got a recording of Steve saying fat drums or something, (laughs) and that's what's being uh scratched. Because we can't, we don't know what the scratching there, is. It, it does sound like there's a there's words being yeah, said. Like, arr, arr, arr. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So maybe that's it. I I think so. I just it it's very confusing. There's there's zero Steve in this song. Otherwise, he did. He does he backup vocals. Uh, oh yeah, you're right. He you're does right. backup he does do backup vocals. Yeah. So maybe he does drums with Tyler. Oh man, Tyler's doing this great syncopated melody with the drums in this mm-hmm. song. That sounds so. Tyler is the secret Bernick lady. He's secret. <laughs> I don't know. Jim's got the big ass double bass. Yeah, Jim's uh, conking, bumping along, and Tyler. Cap's just... got his toothbrush. He carries around with him everywhere. everywhere. That big ass toothbrush. Ed's got that big pair of crow wings. Uh-huh. I he mean, just, he just. Uh, Ed does have. I've noticed in concerts, like Steve is a. Uh, I mean, I think it's fair to say Steve's a better showman than Ed. Mm-hmm. But uh, Ed does this thing in concerts because I've watched so many fucking concert videos <laughs> where, like, when he's not playing his guitar and he's singing, he raises one hand <laughs> as real? if to like salute the audience, <laughs> like to to hold it, like he holds it up in the air, like almost as if to like call for quiet or to call attention <laughs> to himself when he's like, "I'm delivering a line now. If you could pay attention to sure, me, sure. please." Like possibilities. Uh, he's doing the religious Jesus hand, like the one hand up yeah. sort of, or he's asking for a high five from yeah. whoever's in front. Do you think he's asking for a high five from the front row every night and keeps getting denied? Oh. And he goes back to the he trailer and cries, drowns his uh, sorrows in a uh, cup of uh, bare naked lady crunch or a thousand flavor, a million flavors. If I had a million flavors, <laughs> naked ladies crunch is way better. That's just a vanilla ice cream with, um, honey bunches of oats in it. <laughs> it's their own signature blend sure yeah that's you have to out. mix and eat it right away because the oats will get soggy sure you gotta crunch it up crunch, crunch it, it up. ties me captain um yeah S- sand and gravel surprise <laughs> the, bare, the bare naked ladies <laughs> broken glass <laughs> surprise um yeah uh, the the song holds back just a little just enough to tease you initially because we go through a verse and then it wants the chorus, but it pulls back again and goes into the mm-hmm. second verse before it hits the chorus. It's just like they're good. like they're just fucking. This is a fun ass album. Mm-hmm. They tease you, they please you, they really want to squeeze, squeeze you. Like this is it's just great. Um, I'm gonna grease you. <laughs> they might grease you. The 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 only one other thing about this song for me is the ending sounds very mysterious. Did you hear what sounds like backmasking at the end of this yes, song? Yes, that was so weird. Yeah, I felt like that was just the um, they might have been playing the record backwards in the scratch, like when they were scratching oh, it. Like I thought, drums guy. Yeah, I felt like that that explained that. But yeah, definitely there was some like yeah, like at the it's end. very quick. It's yeah. just like a second, but maybe it's just fat drums guy. Oh man, I'm gonna actually. It's very easy to reverse things in Audacity. So, listeners, you're going to be the first to hear the noise right here. And now the reverse of that same noise. Holy shit. 
basically. We just blew the fucking lid off this whole thing. <laughs> the BNL spiracy. We were right all along, Saker. <laughs> they are vampire time travelers. Yeah, I, it, was, it was our names. <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine? Hi, Evan Saker. <laughs> um, what else? Did you have anything else? Stop you your butt! Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. What if you reversed it? It was your address. <laughs> Sandus Hill address stamped envelope, too. <laughs> uh, I like that the guy is, uh, like, Quebecois. <laughs> I was doing the uh, the guy from Twin Peaks. I like that your back masking sounds like, Sandus stamped left envelope, too. This is what it sounds like when I speak in reverse. <laughs> I guess it is sort of Quebecois. Uh, what else? Have anything else about this song? This is the future that the MAGA Republicans want. Oh, no. What's your apocalypse read? Oh, it's easy. This is just someone dreaming of the apocalypse. <laughs> oh, okay. Never is enough referring to I don't want the apocalypse Well, you, to never, you don't have to do any of this shit after the apocalypse. Oh, never is enough. Like, I mean, who wants to go to Europe when you can roam the wastelands? <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to? I mean, you could blow like, a thousand Deutschmarks easy because they mean nothing, nothing. after yeah. the apocalypse. I mean, in fact, it, it costs a thousand Deutschmarks for a single beer. <laughs> sure, yes. Very like, easy. It's just like some, some like a Republican, I don't want to say Republican because not all Republicans are bad people, but like some arch conservative trying to tell themselves they're not missing out on anything because they've gotten what they want. And mm. this is something I've always sort of like thought about. Like, what? we're pretty clear on what the future the liberals want. Mm. Like the ideal future the liberals want is sure. something like, you know, like Star Trek basically again. Right. But like what, what is the ideal conservative future? Like where everyone just sort of lives by themselves in the compound with like-minded people. And like, there aren't roads anymore because we like <laughs> everyone's free. Like there are only roads in nice places, like where everyone can afford to and poor right. people just don't have services. Like, I'm not sure what's the ideal situation there. Like everyone's sort of like a gentle gentleman farmer because men are on top again. I, like, I just don't understand yeah, what, I, the, what their ideal is. I think I think the thing you're missing is there's no big picture. It's a me game, right? I mean, they they yeah. they don't care what the the world looks and like. I, and conservatism is a broad political th- theory. Like, you're I right. don't want to like ascribe. I'm just saying American conservatism in this particular day and age seems sure. to have no end game. Sure. Like, or maybe it's like I don't know where corporations run everything. Yeah, that checks out. Like. I'm not sure where where we don't have governments anymore, so it's like a cyberpunk future where like I don't think they're down on well they don't want to be controlled, but they also they don't want to put restrictions on anything, even on the things that control them. Yes, like because if the government isn't gonna tell you what to do, somebody is. Yeah, you're not gonna just live on a fucking mountain somewhere covered in pine trees and shoot squirrels for a living, right? So their dream is a meritocracy Uh, where whoever tells them to do is the strongest among them. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Like, I've I've never been able to hear someone articulate what that dream is for me. And I mean, I don't know. I could be on board. I don't know. I haven't heard it. (laughs) Like, all I know is the liberals are selling me something I want to buy. Sure. Yes. Absolutely. And actually, they're selling me something I don't have to buy because well, money won't exist anymore. <laughs> right. So it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So never is enough meaning. Meaning this guy is a, like, he's one of the lucky ones. So mm-hmm. he lives in like a, uh, one of those like towers or something where there's a wall around, <laughs> like a big, a big wall around it with like guns and auto turrets and yeah. like, dogs and shit. So he's like looking down. He's like, I'm glad I don't have to do that shit. <laughs> never is enough Never is enough me. for that. I don't have to roam the wastelands trying to plant trees because the world has been destroyed never have to roam the wasteland planting trees, <laughs> trees. that's a, that's a perfect ed because he mashes too many words yeah. into wasteland uh good yeah i like that okay um 
I have no further follow-up <laughs> questions to what you're saying. Bing bong bing. I do think that the title of this song is very evocative. Mm-hmm. I think never is enough is not Ed is saying it as if it's a common phrase yeah. that people say, which kind of delights me a little bit. It's, I, I don't know. It's probably like something he said, like, I imagine him drinking with the boys and being like, sure. like talking about like just on the tour bus, throwing back a few Molsons yeah. after the show. <laughs> the only thing Canadians will drink, sure. <laughs> or the bats. Or Grey Goose. Yeah, or the moose, moose head. Is that the one? Moose head? Is that There's a beer? Like, yeah, it's like a big moose on it. I am I forced to believe I'm you. I'm pretty sure. Because Google doesn't exist. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, so they're throwing it back, and Ed's like, they're just talking about like their past worst jobs like we did, and then it's like, yeah, yeah, fucking employee ID. I, I was the uh, employee of a month, 1986. <laughs> never is enough. I never want to do that stuff again. And then they're like, that's a great song. That rhymed, Ed. And then, like, now we have to make it into a song. Yeah, and they've got their instruments, so they're sure. just like doodling, and then they uh, it comes together. It comes together so well. And then Steve is like taking a big shit in the bathroom, which is why he doesn't get writing credit. <laughs> he comes out of the bathroom after an hour. And He's like, written. don't go in there. I just dropped a fat drum. Hey, Steve, never is enough <laughs> for us. us. Thanks. Yeah, okay. Uh, shall we get around to rating it? Bing bong. All right. And boy, we're about to rate this song. As usual, we rate it on a very, very simple scale. The scale runs from bare naked to fully clothed. The more bare naked this song is, the better it is. The more fully clothed it is, the worse. So why don't you tell me what you think of this song? This is Ed Robertson in boxer shorts. I have a very specific picture of Ed for some reason in boxer shorts and like a, uh, a tank top. Uh-huh. And he's got his guitar covering his bits, but his legs and arms are uh, open, to, uh, open to open to view. His face, his beautiful baby blue eyes staring at you. Sure. And um, yeah, I mean, that's just basically, I mean, this is an adequate song. Really? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to like go into like an insane like story because I don't feel like this song deserves one. Yeah. Really? So you weren't totally sold on this. Like, it has a great chorus. Right. But ultimately, in the context of stunt, it's forgettable. Wow. Never Is Enough is one of the songs that really stands out on stunt for me. Yeah? Which is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never Is Enough is was one of my favorites as a kid when I stunt was one of the three albums I owned. Um, for me... Well, I'm sorry. I, I should say that Ed is standing at the top of a giant um, tower. Sure. We'll call it Clamp Tower from Gremlins <laughs> 2. Sure, very So good. he's standing at the top of the tower, looking down... Like a tomb of it, like a pharaoh's tomb. He's just looking down at the people below <laughs> as he plays his guitar. And, as he plays his guitar because his, his the windows are tinted, so he can see them, but they can't see him. Did you know that? Maybe I'll cut this. Our friend Jared, who was just over here recording the previous episode, before you came over, we were talking about Gremlins too. We literally watched Gremlins two last night. Last night. Okay, yeah. that was okay. Got it. Got it. I was there. Got it. Um. <laughs> So for me, you know what? I'll use Ed as well. Oh, perfect. Okay. Here's what this song is. Here's here's the rating for my song. This song, me, now, go. So this song is a montage from a early 90s movie where all the bare naked ladies minus Ed are sitting on couches and they're talking, they're chatting. Ed walks out of the dressing room with a full ball gown on and they all go, Mm-mm, no way, <laughs> thumbs down. Ed walks back in the dressing room. He comes out in a full tuxedo. They go, Mm-mm, don't like it. So eventually they get around to, you know what? never is enough you have to wear the the less the better you never want to put on more never listen to our podcast right less is more when it comes to ed (laughs) that sounds like i'm being insulting but i'm not i love this song i love my ed boy uh he finally he comes out in 
a Borat style banana <laughs> hammock and big uh, dishwashing gloves, and they go, yeah, and that's how Ed goes to the prom in that outfit. Wow, that naked. Yeah, banana hammock and hand washing like, gloves. Yeah, I just I, the reason why I don't give it one way or another because it's just it's just like a it's a serviceable song to me. So I feel like a serviceable description just is is functional for it. Yeah, I think I like almost... I doesn't like peeling back his skin or anything. He's not like laughing. <laughs> like there's nothing like he doesn't open his mouth and like you like look inside and there's just like an eye down there and it just like <laughs> opens wider and wider and just like bright this like light this beam of light comes out and transfixes you and you're right. just like 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 a podling in the dark crystal and your <laughs> essence is drained out and he just sucks it into his his gullet and, and he gets more powerful than ever and then that's where the song comes from you're saying that's not what the that's song not what the song's sure, about sure. <laughs> that's just something that you pulled out of nowhere right right i feel you sure i'm with you it's not like a skeleton just came alive and like just came right out of his body and started to throttle you as he was playing the guitar and he's just like He's still like his muscles are under his control, but his skeleton isn't. So he's still like flopping around trying to like play the drums as his head like bobs from side to side because it's just a flat sack, a flat sack of skin. And the skeleton is just like just like clacking its teeth and like trying to like crush the life from you. And Ed's like, you can see the horror in his eyes, but like there's nothing he can do about it because he's just wet muscle at this point. We'll be right back with more. It's all been done. A bare naked ladies podcast. <laughs> Kevin. Hey. What have you been doing, pal? I've been counting dogs, counting yeah. sheep, counting anything I can see. How many dogs we got? Oh, in the world or yeah. in the universe? Because <laughs> it's a different number. You'd be surprised. Really? Yeah. Okay, world? Here's a fun fact. There are more dogs on the world than there are in the universe. There are more dogs on the world than there are in the universe. Yeah. yeah. See, oh, hey, why do we say... It's, it's the dark dogs you got to watch out for. Like, you know, most of the universe is composed of dark matter. Oh. Yeah. So that's anti-dogs. Oh. So there's lots of anti-dogs oh. in the universe. Oh, plus Laika. Yeah, she's out there. <laughs> she's out there floating. <laughs> floating away. Oh, dear, dear, Poor dear. Laika. I feel like that's something that like a Kickstarter would... Like, Get Laika back. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot like a graphic like the monkey and things like that like Peter needs to start a yeah. kickstarter so you can get get some astronaut thing up just collect all that debris yeah 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 get a big net. collect our animal heroes kickstarter bring them bring them home a giant net to bring, grab bring the them monkey. home the well, monkey like that, and the dog it was like those uh like the stupid fucking like broheim investor firms like oh we're gonna start a investment firm to go out and mine asteroids yeah what's the investment you get back from saving a monkey from a spaceship though strength of the heart <laughs> total eclipse of the strength of the heart yes um okay let's say you didn't know the name of the space dog mm-hmm. what would you call the space dog like a bad name good uh, name is andromeda oh that's not bad o- orion Ooh. Or- depending on the, the, the gender yeah the dog okay 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 i'd call it Bark of the Wild. <laughs> no. I like when you get halfway into those. <laughs> I thought, I think, here's what I thought. If I say the word bark, I'll think of a pun by the time it comes out of my mouth. I forgot it was one syllable about, long. Like, bark in the dark. You could make it like a horror movie. Thank you. What? Do if, your horror read. Oh, geez. Like, what if, like a fucking... Because one thing that I've... A horror story I've always wanted to tell is that people who die in space come back. Like on every, Earth? No, just come back. Oh, like, come back. Okay. Like you, 
you listeners you can't have this this is mine <laughs> okay like void ghouls like so so like we've never had any like we've had people die in space but we've never found them like we didn't bring them back they either burn up or they like fly away and they're gone sure. right so but like what if they what if you don't die like you're you to die you have to be on earth or you have to be on a planet or something so if you die in space you come back as something bad in the spaceship Anywhere. You just can't die. <laughs> Here's how unliterary my mind is. You present a big concept to me, and I want to know specifics immediately. But like, what are you wearing? When it's you not really die? a big, same thing you're wearing when you die. It's not a big deal to us now because we don't send many people into space, but like, right. if, hum- if humanity ever bridges the sure. stars, like, that could be a big fucking deal. Yeah. Like, you don't want, like, if somebody dies in space, you need to, like, get rid of them or, like, burn them up or something. Yeah. So it'd be a good, it'd be a good sort of horror setting. Let me pitch to you. Planet Arf. Planet Arf. Planet Arf. Planet Arf. Planet Arf. Bark your cares away. <laughs> we got there. I Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Oh, boy. Ev, let me tell you a little something <laughs> about Planet Arf. About Planet Arf. Mad Lab Theater. Yeah. A picture. The stage opens. Smash cut to Mad Lab, Mad Lab, Arf, Planet Arf, Universe Journey times two sixty four threes. <laughs> the text on the bottom of the screen. Saturday, April thirteenth. It's the latest live episode of the It's All Been Done Radio Hour. Is that us? No, we're the It's All Been Done American Ladies Podcast Radio oh, Hour. Okay. Hey, uh, in April, this is something we should talk about off. There's a, uh, the Columbus Podcast Festival is now called Podfest Midwest, and I really want to apply to it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you, wouldn't the live show, listeners, cheer at your radios right now. If a live show of It's All Been Done would be so much fun. Would you come to it? Cheer. All of our seven friends in Columbus would come, and then that would be it. That would be fun. I would like yeah, that. Yeah, sure, why not? Okay. Um, I mean, it depends on what it is. What the fuck is I saying? Oh, yes. I'm a busy, busy man. The April show will contain the series finale, series finale, not season, of Privates. Private. <laughs> I really hope the mic picked up your worried whisper of Privates. Yes, that's right. Our noir spoof miniseries, Privates. You know, they could have called it dicks, and that would have been just as the same well, thing. I think that uh, privates is more inclusive. Sure. But there's no female private investigators. Wait. Everyone knows women can't investigate anything. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> knows. <laughs> the male body is built <laughs> for investigation. <laughs> Will Jake Cotton find his lady's missing why else spot? Would your, why else wouldn't your penis point towards crimes? <laughs> My penis is a dowsing rod for crimes. Right, right. I just hold my flaccid penis, and right. whenever I am no, I rotate no, my body, it, 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 gets, crime, it gets it gets erect. Yeah, that's correct. That's yes. what I was saying. Hey, I want to repeat this sentence for you because it's very important. Okay. Will Jake Cotton find his lady's missing spot? Will he? How do you? I think I understand what's going on here. Uh huh. That sounds pretty sexy. Oh, do you think it's a sex thing? Hold on, let's see. Connie, come. Oh, come and find out. I couldn't read for a second. How did they spell come? It's C-O-M-E, but the M is bifurcated. (laughs) There's like a weird splotch on the copy where the M looks weird. Okay. Anyway. You can also subscribe to the podcast of It's All Been Done Radio Hour, which releases new episodes weekly about a year after they're performed. Ooh. Boy, they're banking them. Why don't That's... we have a year's worth of episodes banked? I have no idea. We fucked up. We should have 
done this for like a year before we even started doing that the podcast. That would have been very smart. If you want the audio sooner, donate $10 at patreon.com slash IABD. Details. You know, I used to not read the Patreon because I used to think, oh, I want people to buy our shirts mm-hmm. and they can't do both. And I, I love IABD, but here's the deal. It's a, tra- it's a tragedy of the commons. Our t-shirts are dead in the water. <laughs> it's it's a fucking... No one's giving us any money. <laughs> no, we sold one t-shirt and it was to the guest of our last episode. <laughs> this is a... This is a money and time sink for us. <laughs> yes. Uh, details for It's All Been Done Radio Hour live show and podcast can be found at itsallbeendoneradiohour.com. And don't forget to check out all of our programming at iabdpresents.com. So yeah, give him $10 on Patreon and say, this is for IABD colon a bare naked ladies podcast that's right say this is the reason i'm giving you money is because of this you need to make them your flagship podcast oh boy <laughs> replace the radio hour we get one third of their listens probably but who we, knows we have three thirds of their length <laughs> equal their girth is there a crime around because i'm gonna find it and we're back with more it's all been done, American Ladies Podcast. Uh, right now, we are going to spin this big-ass wheel and see what our segment today is. Here it's been, here it's been, here it's been. not be million dollars. So here is in the drink. We've never done it before. You need to seduce the narrator of this song. How do you go about it? What's your pickup line? So we are trying to seduce the never is enough man. Oh my God. This is great because I feel like he is like the hedonism bot who has seen everything. And he's just like, entertain me, seduce me. And there are women taking off their clothes. He's like, boring. (laughs) And there are are men who are buying him drinks. And he says, I'm not interested. (laughs) So, oh man. Yeah. This is a, this is a tough nut to crack. This is a good one. We've got this rich. I, I he think... lives in a tower. It's like, how do you? So you're like, how do you seduce Don Jr.? Well, easy. You're a porn star. You come on to him, and you oh, have. That's fair. You're attractive. Yeah, yeah. The, so this guy, actually, this guy is <laughs> this guy is more. Well, okay. So we're not, we're gonna go. This guy's more than that. Like sure. he is, he is. Uh, he less. is your he, he is your hedonism. He is your f- like fucked out husk. Yes, absolutely. Like, so, so you can't. It's not sexy that he's interested in. He's in something. Not, not yeah. even weird. He might not even have a kink or anything. Yeah. He just he's just interested in novelty. Yeah. So let's describe the scene for. Him. Okay. So, uh, so you 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 are you sidle up at a bar next to him, and your mouth is just full of gum. Okay. You're just chewing <laughs> so much gum. It's dribbling <laughs> yeah. out of the sides of your mouth. You know when you put in like as a kid you put in like eleven like fucking uh, pieces of gum in your mouth and like just like sugar water uh-huh. just coming out of your mouth. And it's very obvious that your shirt used to be a white linen <laughs> shirt, <laughs> but now you've got purple stains dribbling down it from all the gum. Well, and it's not even a white linen. It's like a some sort of incredibly expensive linen shirt. Sure. So you're just showing total disregard for oh, it. Oh yeah. And he immediately. So you've got you've got my attention. attention. <laughs> Now, how do you plan to close the deal? Um, so what do you do to close the deal? Well, I think you just pull out a, uh, like, you pull out a straight razor and just start shaving your head. Because... I was thinking you pull up pliers and start ripping out your own fingernails. <laughs> okay. So I want, a, you know, I want a little saw with that. But, like, because, so you have to show, like, I feel like he would be only he wouldn't be interested if you were actually trying to close the deal. So you have to show sort of, no, you have to show him disregard. Sure. But it can't be. It can't turn him off. Sure. So like, sure. Sh- shaving your head, like you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Sure. But like pulling out your fingernails, like that sure. makes you gross. So, yeah, maybe we need to intrigue him just a little more before we close this deal. So okay. maybe we, so, the bartender comes up to us and we order a 
toilet water. (laughs) So you spit your wad of gum out into your hand. (laughs) You speak through the gum. Another pack of gum, please. A toilet water and gum. And then from off camera, someone just fucking tackles you over the bar. (laughs) And he like, like, he looks around the bar. This Ed looks around the bar. We're going to call this guy Ed, right? <laughs> sure, okay, course. so Ed, look. Ed, Ed, Eduardo. Eduardo. Eduardo looks around the bar. Like, did anybody else fucking see that? And uh-huh. everyone else is just continuing uh-huh. their uh, continuing their thing. Like, but it's it's weird. It looks like that they're just like, they're purposely not looking at him or anything. So how to seduce him is to put him into the game starring Michael Douglas. <laughs> you build an enormous <laughs> ARG genius. around him. Yeah. And he like, that's one of the things where like, looks over the bar, but no one's there Dear god yeah. yeah absolutely and then and then when he looks over the bar when he stands up it's like someone's turning down the volume and the room is just quiet and everyone's, and everyone's staring just, at him. no everyone's still talking but they're like extras so they're just like <laughs> like their mouths are moving but no sound is coming cantaloupe, out cantaloupe watermelon cantaloupe watermelon <laughs> yeah. yeah so they're just saying watermelon cantaloupe and then like but like they're and they're gesticulating they're still having the yeah, same yeah. conversations like laughter and everything sure. but everyone is just totally quiet and now he's got eduardo's got an erection so it's just the, so it's just like the rustle of clothes and like sure. the slap of skin on skin is like someone like high fives another yeah. guy and then he looks back to the bar and the toilet water and gum is still there but now there's a note that just says drink me <laughs> and he drinks it and passes out and when he wakes up He's tied to a rock at, at low tide. <laughs> at low tide. Slowly coming in. <laughs> Seven people around him with ticklers. And they're closing in on him. Ticklers? I don't know. What is a French tickler? Explain to me. You don't know? I think, it's, I think a French tickler isn't that thing that you put around your penis that has like a little like protrusions on it that like hits the G spot as well. When I think of a French tickler, I think of a feather. <laughs> I'm sure that's not what a French tickler I mean, I don't know for sure, but that's where my brain went. Sure. Uh, that sounds right. Uh, a French tickler. Oh, a condom with ribbed protrusions. Oh, okay. Oh, it looks like an alien sex device. Oh, that looks painful. Hot damn. Okay. Well, that's what a French tickler is. <laughs> Oh boy. Well, um, in any case, uh, so yeah, there's seven people around him. So he's so naked. a rocket. The tide is coming. A rocket yeah. or a rock? I thought you said a rock. No, a well, rocket. We're gonna combine it. Okay. He's, is it a rocket? But he's still in the ocean. The tide is coming up. There are seven people coming up to him with ticklers. He doesn't know what's gonna happen next. And then, the he hears a knocking behind him, uh-huh. and the rocket door opens, and of course it's you. Uh huh. And you say, "You ready now?" <laughs> You just cut the ropes and he falls into the water and you take off. With a massive orgasm. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I think it's, we just sealed the deal. Yeah. The most novel experience yeah, of his life. Yeah. Sure. So what the fuck? That caper never is. A, we sure because it's something he's never done. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Never want to do that stuff. Never want to do Although he never wants to do it again now that he's done it. Oh. Hey, have you ever thought about what's a sentence in the English language that's never been said before? Give me one right now. My crayons aren't my crayons anymore they belong to my uncle do you think anyone's ever said that i don't know that's hard i mean you could just mix gibberish together but like so like no, a grammatically a grammatically yes. i would like to go to staples to frame my tomatoes <laughs> well you could have a picture of a to- someone could have a picture of tomatoes you wouldn't go to staples to frame it though oh you're right fresh tomatoes let me add that word in there Anyway, never is enough. I never want to do that stuff. <laughs> right now, let's get an email from one of our friends, one of our fans, one of our funky little buddies. 
This email comes from Aaron. Aaron Eding? Aaron Edding? I don't know how to pronounce your last name, Aaron, but How's just it spelled? Like a cool dude. E-D-I-N-G. E-D-I-N-G. Eating or Edding? I would say Edding. Edding? Okay. That'd be my guess. Well, well. Eating. Um, so he says, hey, guys. Hey. I've, <laughs> I've been listening hey, since Aaron. almost the beginning. Oh, mm. wow. Why? But <laughs> but haven't helped out but with thank any. You. With thank any. you, Aaron. Oh, wait, shit. This is the segment called Bare Naked Mail. <laughs> if you have a piece of mail... <laughs> That you want to turn into the show. It's all been done podcast at gmail.com. Hey guys, I've been listening since almost the beginning, but haven't helped out with any bare naked mail. So I'm fixing that. I don't think you've done anything like this. So here goes. Oh boy. It's a novel experience. (laughs) Never is enough. If you had to replace the ladies one by one with other equivalent musicians. Holy butts. To wind up with a super group slash cover band slash bizarre naked ladies collective. With whom would you replace each lady? Love the cast. Please keep wow. it up. You just threw me through a, a loop, Aaron. I know. Well, I think... Okay, so let's start with Jim. Okay. Because he, I think, would be one of the easiest. Sure. And I'm not, that's not a comment on his musical ability, but I think, like, Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers okay. would be for a fun show. Because Flea is a bassist, uh-huh. a skilled bassist, who has a similar sort of affect to jim jim seems more wholesome than flea obviously but okay. like uh flea flea puts on a show as jim does like flea makes the faces flea does the dance and flea does the jumping round he right does the head bob right right but flea is also like a hundred years old yeah but so is jim i think any but jim looks like he's 20 20 God, yeah. he's so beautiful looks younger than me um i think any you would replace him with the voice actor from the Batman Kevin anime Conroy. series. <laughs> oh, that alcohol episode is such a cringer. Yeah. Um, boy, hey, listeners, just to let you know, that alcohol episode, the Don't. second segment used to be an hour and a half <laughs> long, and I cut it down to about 20 minutes. Yeah, thank you. That is, Those will never yeah, be minutes I, that will ever be embarrassed by everything. Yeah, me too. It turned you, out You made me sound good. not like a bad person. <laughs> uh, in any case, um, I think whoever we replace the ladies with is going to be an old person because we're always going to say, like, I was just thinking who would Tyler be? I don't know. Neil Pert. Like, but what we're doing here is I think I'm just suggesting the best version of what it could be, but maybe it shouldn't be the best version. Maybe it should be the most realistic because Tyler's been singing a lot more lately. So who's a drummer singer? Like, are there drummers who sing? Like, yes, I'm trying to think of who that would be. Um, like, See, this is where my lack of musical knowledge comes in, because the only people I can think of are punk rock bands. Oh, so Phil Collins. <laughs> oh my God! Yes, please. So, <laughs> oh, that's so you've got Flea and Phil Collins. <laughs> so far, I love this. Oh man, okay, so that's beautiful. I, you did one. I did one. Now it's back to you. So, do you want to do uh, Ed or? Uh... I'll do Kevin. Okay, Kev. Kev, okay. I feel like, um, gosh, there are like a lot of people I want to see playing. Does did. Does George Clinton from Parliament Funkadelic play piano? Because I feel like he would put on a real good show. Almost sure he does. Yeah. I don't feel like he is like spiritually Kevin's replacement, but like I just want to see him playing fucking piano with this super group we're yes, putting yes, together. Yes, yes, yes. So like he's just pounding away on these keyboards, and he doesn't use he doesn't use like synthesizer or anything. He uses keyboard. Like oh, he uses man. like a like piano, like grand pianos. Yeah, tuned okay. to do various things. Wow. Sure. Um. So now it's to you. We've got Flea. We've got George Clinton. We've got George Michael. We've got... <laughs> nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Phil Collins. Um, so, uh, yeah. So we've got Flea, Phil Collins, George, Parliament Funkadelic. Clinton. Clinton. 
And then, and so far as Ed is concerned, so you've got vocalist who does guitar. That could be anyone. So who would I want to put in for Ed? I would want... Think about what's good for the band. I am. So somebody who's who can kind of do it all. Um, because he... I mean, I think he plays a lot of instruments, Ed. I think he he's good at rapping. He's good at um, regular singing. He's good at country. Got it. Okay. I'm going to replace him with Darius Rucker from Hootie and the Blowfish. Did I just steal yours? No, that's a good one, though. And it might even be better than mine. What was yours? But not as interesting because mine is Serge Tankian from uh, oh, <laughs> System <Serge> of a Down. <laughs> he would be great. So, is it yeah. Serge Tarkanian? Or Tarkanian? I, think, I don't yeah. know what his last name yeah, is. I liked, yeah, uh, I liked his, al- his solo album, Me Surge- too. Surgical Strike. Yes. <laughs> I love Serge, that. Serge Tankian. I was Tankian? right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's just taking from System of a Down. So <laughs> these are the better naked ladies, I think. <laughs> that's the yeah, BNL. Yeah, BNL. So yeah, George Clinton, Phil Collins, Flea, <laughs> Serge Tankian. And then Steve. Stevie oh, P. Are we putting Steve Stevie P back yeah, in? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're doing, sure. we're doing so we, we can we, collaborate on this one. We treat every Darius Rucker could be Stevie P. Yeah, but I want to go something. I want to go something a little more oddball, like I don't know, like Poppy or like. Uh, oh, Carly Rae Jepsen. Carly <laughs> Rae fucking Jepsen. Yes. Okay, we need we we need no, we don't need a female in this group actually because that kind of destroys. Then Bandicoot Ladies becomes a creepy name instead of a ironic yeah, name, but probably okay. It's fine. Yeah. Um. Okay. Did we figure it out? Carly. Are we Ray really doing Carly Rae for Steve? I love her. I mean, I want to see her in more stuff, so yeah. Can't wait for her new fucking album. It's going to be so good. Show enough. Show enough. Alrighty. I never want to do that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hey, uh, Evboy, people can get with us on Twitter. Huh, no. At Ben Dunn Pod. Give it a try. For real. See how it works out for you, everybody. People can get with us on Facebook. I dare you. That sounds like a dumb idea. (laughs) It's all been done on Very Good Ladies Podcast. And most of all, people can rate and review us on iTunes. You don't. can give us five stars whenever you feel like no, it. No, no. Right now, you can do it. Don't. Go on there. Please, do it. Please don't do it. Actually. Oh, no. We have a review from no. Macaulay Wilk. <gasps> That's right. Maca- Macaulay, <laughs> Macaulay Culkin's cousin. cousin. They share the same first, <laughs> first name. It's um, a family first name. Five-star review. Oh, thank My you, newest Macaulay. pod ups. I assume obsession. Um, this show is so wonderful. Oh. Getting to hear these hilarious dudes go through the soundtrack to my childhood makes me so very happy. Saker is like going to the fair with your best bud or a puppy with an old soul. <laughs> the best <laughs> descriptor I've ever been given. Evan's descriptions are so poetic and deliberate, you can really tell he's a writer. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of miss the vampire arc, but I'm loving the post-apocalyptic read for stunt. Thanks for making the show, even if it's slowly disintegrating your souls. Macaulay! Aww, that's very, very a kind delightful of you. thing. And yeah. Saker is a puppy with an old soul. <laughs> I am. That's such a fun description. I enjoy it. And you, I can really tell you're a writer. <laughs> From the way you speak. From the way I keep telling you. <laughs> the way you keep telling you. The way I keep repeating The red it. hour is available if I say, now. <laughs> if I say it enough, it'll make it true. <laughs> hey, how did your residuals go? <laughs> you never reported oh, on Oh, I those. sold a bunch of books, but uh, not enough to make back the uh, uh, advance. Oh, no. That That's okay. you were no. unsuccessful. No, it <laughs> takes a while to make back your advance, like unless you're like a New York Times bestseller. Oh, you didn't make I sold thousands. List? I sold thousands of copies. So Thousands? Thousands. There's a thousand people reading your book right now. I don't know. Wow. I don't know how many. But yeah, they, I mean, they sold thousands, but that's I'm not impressed. enough to make back residuals. I'm yeah. impressed. 
Bing bong. <laughs> I think it's about time we hit the hay. Let's Good night. Get away. I'll sleep you again in one. See, we can't sign off with that anymore because we're not doing it by one week. Oh, I'll see God. you again. Hold on. One long week in a fortnight. That's not. What's another BNL song title? That's not, we I'll should, see you again when never is enough. She's <laughs> <laughs> the song title from the thing where you. That's so bad, too. What's a good sign off? It's all been done. I'll see you again where it's all been done. <laughs> I feel bad about that, too. I live with it every day. We are going to live with it every day. Okay. Hey, we'll see you again. We'll live with it every day until we see you again. That's good. <laughs>